Welcome to the Retro Photo Film Podcast, where we break down 50 years of film and digital photography with a true Renaissance man. Grab your favorite darkroom snack. It's time to talk photography with your host, Al Tallene. Welcome to another Retro Photo Film Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about Ted Kennedy. 1973, I was working for the Utah Daily Chronicle as one of the photographers. Ted Kennedy was coming to the campus to speak, and of course I was, being one of the photojournalists on the newspaper, was assigned to go photograph him. And I thought, how am I going to photograph Ted Kennedy? I had a twin lens, two and a quarter Yashica Mat 124 camera, which was a beautiful camera. I had bought it a few years beforehand when I left the Army. It cost me 95 bucks. It was great. And it was a wonderful camera. I did great work with it. But you had to be up close to get anything. And there was a guy on there that uh, his name was Les. And Les had a 35-millimeter Nikon with a 200-millimeter zoom and a 500-millimeter lens. And I mean, he had all of these things. And, and he was like, he could stand at the back of the room and get a good shot at Ted Kennedy. And I thought, how am I going to do this? I have no idea. I went in there, and the room was packed. Of course, it would be. I mean, it's Kennedy, for heaven's sakes. But, well, the only way I'm going to get a picture is if I get up close. So I put my little Chronicle badge on, and I walked up close to the front and got up there. And I thought, wow, I'm still not going to be able to get anything. But I noticed there was this little spot up behind him that was kind of like up above and I thought, oh, I could go up above. And I thought, well, it's better than nothing. I don't think I'll get anything really good of photographing his back. <laughs> but, but it's like, okay, better than nothing. So I went to my little spot, got up there. It was kind of like, I think I was hanging on a ladder. I'm not sure, sure what it was that made me give the elevation. But I got up, was looking through the lens, and I thought, yeah, all I'm doing is getting his back. And the guy's in the front row. Of course, you know, this is the 70s, so this is the time when all of the early 70s, when there were protests going on and the Black Panther groups were going on and so all this stuff. So it was like all the radicals who wanted to hear all the political crap was like there on the front row. They were around everywhere. I thought, well, getting the back of Kennedy is not as bad as I <laughs> think it would be. Then I kept watching and watching. And this roll of film has 12 exposures, and that's it. So I have 12 shots. I didn't get to like have a camera where I could just click, click, click. Even the 35 would have had a 36 exposure in it. But no, I had 12 shots, and I'm going, wow, I guess I could only get a couple of his back, and then if he, maybe if he turns. So I kept watching and watching, and he turned a couple of times as he was speaking. And so I thought, okay, that's my opportunity right there. What I have to do is wait for him to turn at the right moment. I did. He turned. I clicked off a couple of shots. It was I got him, and then I was going, okay. So I just kept clicking when he turned. When I had my 12 shots done, because I could have loaded another roll of film, but I'm in front of everybody. I mean, the whole crowd could see me. So I thought, well, I can't be loading another roll of film here. So I finished my 12 shots, climbed back down, and I think somebody else jumped up and took my spot because they thought it was like really cool. So I took it back and went to the darkroom straight away and developed it. And as I developed it, I saw this, that it was sharp and nice. And 
as you look at the print, you could I could read his notes on his page. I'm going like, whoa, this is really cool. But I thought, well, it's still not the headshot, front, beautiful picture, political thing that the newspaper wanted and everybody liked. But I liked it. So I made up a print and submitted it to the newspaper. They uh, loved it. And they printed it. And I got my 20 bucks. That's what we got. We got paid $20 per shot every time we got it in the newspaper. If we didn't get anything in the newspaper, we were working at the Chronicle for free. We had a place to kind of hang out if we wanted to. And they gave us, I think, maybe a 20% discount on our tuition or something. Not very much. So I thought, okay, well, this is cool. They printed I got my 20 bucks. This is great. Well, a little later on, I was asked to submit that photograph to a college contest for news work. So I made up a print. We had an advisor who worked down at the Salt Lake Tribune, and he thought, you know what, this could be a good thing for you. He's the one that did all the work. I made the print, sent it down to him, and he submitted it to the conference that they had for the photojournalists in the Western United States. It came back in, and I won the conference first place. Then they submitted it for the National of University photojournalists, and I won the national award for newsprint from that one. So it was like, I was like, okay, this is really cool. But did it get me anything? No. <laughs> I got me two little certificates that were like run off on a copy machine. <laughs> it was like nothing beautiful, nothing big, no money. It was like, but the, the satisfaction is that you know that you have won the national competition in news reporters amongst university students. I was happy with that. If you look at the Instagram photo of Ted Kennedy uh, giving the speech, you're going to notice that you see the front row of the people there and Ted Kennedy speaking. What I did was in the actual photograph, the front row and the people behind them were actually really predominant. It actually distracted from the picture of Ted Kennedy himself. So I thought, what I need to do is burn that. In the darkroom, you have the ability once you, you can't see it on your print because you just have a blank piece of paper there. But I knew exactly kind of where I was. And so I burnt in. I gave that top part more light than the bottom part and burned it in so that their faces and their stuff would be, they'd be there, but they wouldn't be predominant. They wouldn't be the first thing that you see. Because what happens is when, if you look at this photograph, you'll see that the light goes directly to the paper first. That's what you see first is his page because that's the lightest part of the print. Then you pop up, see his face. Then you pop over and see the other people who are on the front row. And So that's what you want is you want the light part of your picture to be the most predominant part where your eye goes first. And it went to these people first. So I just took and went in and I burned that. And then uh, it took me quite a few prints to get it, so I burned it exactly right to where I wanted it. Then it's like, once I got it, it was a beautiful print. I was happy at that point with how it turned out and what it looked like. I use the word burn when I'm talking about burning in the image on the print, and I decided I'd better describe to you what that means. In the darkroom vernacular, the word burn means to take and make the light that you have coming from the enlarger go longer on one part of the paper than the other. So if I had half the paper that was a 10-second exposure and the other half of the paper 
that I burned in, I would burn in for maybe 20 seconds more. So one would have 30 seconds, the other would have 10 seconds. So one would be much darker than the other. Now, I also mentioned the word dodge. And dodge means that, okay, if I want this part of the image to look good, I have to have it less light. So then what happens is I take a little tiny tool that you either buy or you make. I made most of mine. And I would take this a little scrap of paper, tear the edges so it didn't have a hard edge on it. And it would be maybe like within a half inch to a one inch circle and tear the edges. And that would, or if it was in a line, I would make it a linear piece so that it looked like I could burn it in. So then what happened, I would take that and I would put it while it was going onto the image onto the paper. And that means I'm holding back the light. So it means I'm dodging the light away from that particular part of the image. Burning is adding more light to the image and dodging is taking away light from the image. So those are the two terms in that. So if you haven't been in the darkroom, that's what dodging and burning means. I never was a person who took celebrity people very seriously. And so when I had this picture, I was like, okay, cool. Got a picture of Ted Kennedy, put it away. Never bothered about it and never thought about it. it was not like making big prints saying, hey, look, I've got this great photograph of a Kennedy. Somewhere later on, someone contacted me and said, we would like to have some copies of this. I think they sent me 50 bucks or something like that. And I sent a couple of copies of the photograph of Ted Kennedy. I don't even remember. It was back in Washington. Somebody had no idea. I don't know if it was his office or not. I didn't think about it. it didn't really enter my mind. So the print got set aside, and it wasn't until about, this was shot in 72, so it was in 2014. My son-in-law saw this photograph and he went crazy. He goes, what, you got a picture of Ted Kennedy? He's one of the people I love. This is absolutely a beautiful print. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, I had no idea. You know, you don't think about it. In my realm, I didn't. So anyway, all of a sudden, a resurgent came up, and he had to have a copy. Some other people had a copy. So I've made more copies of the Ted Kennedy print than I ever did back in 1972. So it, the resurgent was kind of fun, and it was really a beautiful print. Now, the prints that I am talking about are prints done in the darkroom. I take the negative, go back in, into the darkroom. I do the burning and dodging on that in the darkroom. I have not made digital prints of this because I have the negative. I have scanned it, but what I scanned was not the negative. I scanned my own print because I wanted the burning and dodging to be where I had done it in the darkroom because that's where the magic and the beauty has taken place. There's nothing wrong with making digital work from this, but at the same time, I'm in sort of the purest realm where if I have the negative and it's in good shape, which 95 to 98% of all my negatives that I've ever shot are in good shape, to take them in, put them in the enlarger, and run them through the chemicals and wash and dry and print them. It's a magnificent process, and I love that. And the tonal range on a fiber-based black and white print is so much more beautiful than you can ever, ever, ever get from a digital print. Now, digital's come a long way. I've watched the birth of digital come out and watched them go from being really crappy black and whites to really beautiful black and whites. And I do have a lot of 
beautiful black and white prints from digital because I even have taken and made digital black and white negatives from a shot that I have done in color, converted it to black and white, and made that negative, put it in the enlarger, and made prints from it, taken it through the chemicals again, washed and dried. Uh, so I do have fiber-based prints from some of my work that I am doing now. But shooting it on black and white film is absolutely the best. I still shoot black and white film. If I really want a beautiful black and white image, I shoot it on black and white film, process it myself, and then print it. To convert it is nice, but it's not the best. So I stick with my black and white darker. As for Ted Kennedy, he came back uh, in 1973 at another time doing a political campaign for Congressman Owens. Robert Redford actually was on his campaign trail too. So I got a lot of great pictures of Robert Redford and Ted Kennedy. But the pictures were not the same dramatic looking, wonderful thing that I got. They're just full face pictures of Ted Kennedy and great pictures of Robert Redford. So that's my story of Ted Kennedy. And I appreciate you listening to uh, this podcast and stay tuned for some more uh, crazy exploits of some of the celebrities that I have photographed. You have been listening to the Retro Photo Film Podcast. Follow Al on Instagram at Retro Photo Film to see all his latest photos and learn more about the stories behind the photos.